Here's today's federal newscast. I'm Eric White. The cyber defense arm of U.S. Cyber Command says it will reach phase one of an order aimed at shoring up vulnerabilities across the Defense Department this spring. Operation Gladiator Shield marks a major milestone for the Joint Force Headquarters Defense Department Information Networks, which will reach full operational capability by the end of January. DOD created the organization in January 2015 to take over operations and defensive work from U.S. Cyber Command. U.S. Cyber Command is reshuffling its organizational hierarchy. The command is adding a second deputy commander position to be filled by Army Lieutenant General William Mayville. Cyber Command became a full combatant command last year. Cybercom Commander Michael Rogers is poised to step down from the position in the spring. The Pentagon's Inspector General substantiates a contractor employee's claim of whistleblower reprisal. In a heavily redacted report, the IG says it believes the contractor improperly retaliated against an employee who had complained about sexual and racist comments in her workplace at DOD's Office of Economic Adjustment. The contractor, Lidos, denies any wrongdoing, saying she was a subcontractor, but the investigation concluded the firm had significant control over her job and that she was denied work on a follow-on contract because of her complaints. The IG says DOD should consider appropriate action against Lidos and that it should order the firm to award her back pay and other damages. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott is joining the Senate Armed Services Committee. Scott will join fellow South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham on the committee. Scott says he wants to focus on military readiness and construction. Scott was elected to the Senate in 2012 and was re-elected in 2016. Senator Ron Johnson wants more transparency from agencies when it comes to developing regulations. The chairman of the Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee introduces the Guidance Out of Darkness Act. It would require agencies to post regulatory guidance documents online. These documents are not typically made public, but Johnson wants citizens to have input on the implementation of regulations. Texas Senator Ted Cruz introduces a bill to limit the amount of time Veterans Affairs employees could spend on official time. The bill is a companion to the Veterans Employees and Taxpayer Protection Act introduced in the House last year. The bill would ban union work on the clock for employees in health care positions or ones who make more than $100,000 a year. It would also require VA to submit annual reports on official time use to Congress. VA says it's reducing the use of opioid medicines and publishes data to prove it. More now from Tom Temin in today's management report. VA has posted online the rates of opioid prescriptions for each of its medical centers. Charts show changes in prescription rates over five years through 2017. Nearly all facilities have reduced their rates, although the data doesn't show the absolute numbers of patients receiving opioids. The transparency step is part of VA's opioid safety initiative to cut long-term use of the addictive drugs. I'm Tom Temin. A new tool to help CIOs overcome an ever-growing mound of technical debt. To repair or replace legacy technology is a question many agency chief information officers are asking themselves. A new tool can help CIOs make that decision much easier. The Consortium for IT Quality releases a new approach for measuring technical debt. OMB estimated in 2016 that agencies would need to address more than $7 billion of old hardware and software over the next five years. Siskiyou says the standards help estimate the cost to fix a broad set of known problems in software code that can help agencies meet their IT modernization goals. I'm Jason Miller. Federal employment lawyers are wringing their hands over the fate of the Merit Systems Protection Board. It hasn't had a quorum since January 8th of last year. Mark Robbins, the lone member and chairman, has voted on about 750 petitions for review, but they're still in limbo until the president appoints and the Senate confirms another member. Robbins' own term expires in March. He could serve in holdover capacity for another year, though. 
And the Office of Personnel Management is clarifying how agencies can use the Competitive Service Act to share resumes and qualified candidates with other agencies. The act, passed last year, lets agencies do so to help agencies find and hire qualified talent more quickly. OPM says it lets agencies choose from a pool of top-rated and available candidates. Find these stories at federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.